Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. daily dose of Donna. I don't even know my name anymore. Donna on June 29th, Thursday, I think. Welcome to the show. Welcome to everyone on TikTok. Welcome to YouTube and welcome to anyone that's listening on the audio. Wow, wow, wow. This feels like such a good reunion. I have missed you guys desperately. Can't even explain to you how hard it has been for me to take the break. Now, I do think, for those of you that are new here, I was in Europe and Israel for three, almost three weeks. Um, This Saturday would be three weeks, and that is such a long time. So I'm going to talk a little bit about my trip. Nothing crazy, like detailed, so don't like think this is just like a travel itinerary, but more just my experiences, some funny things that happened, and there were some funny things that happened. And then um, we can get into some of the current stories, some things that I missed, which wasn't a lot. I was just saying it on, on my TikTok live that I literally feel like I went out of town and things calmed down for me like as a gift, right? I went out of town right after the third part of the Vanderpump reunion. I missed the third part of the Jersey reunion. I still need to watch that, but I saw so many clips online and my Facebook group. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to my Facebook daily dosers. You guys really kept me up to speed with all the important things. So I appreciate you guys. And I am ready to get started back now for the summer. I have uh, all the intentions to grow the shit out of this show. And so thank you so much for being here. I feel like it is going to be, um, we're on the, the beginning of the next mountain climb to get my show back. So here's the thing about like leaving town. And I don't know if you guys feel this way. Leaving town is so amazing and so fun and so wonderful and so exciting. And then when you're gone, if you're anything like me, I struggle with vacation. I'm not going to lie. I love a weekend. I love a long weekend. I even love like a five-day vacation. But I start to get very panicky towards the end of the um, vacation or towards like the middle because I start to go through anxiety. Like I'm missing things at home. I am I'm out of the loop. I have FOMO for what's going on in the States. I have I miss my routine. I miss my workout. I miss my show, my job. My emails are piling up. Like I, I feel so out of the loop. And especially when you're – so I was in Israel. Oh, you missed your dogs. Ray misses her dogs. I miss my dogs too, but I have to be honest. That was not like top of mind for me. They were very, very well taken care of with a like a dog boarding home guy. He takes them. Um, but I just like miss my routine. I love being home. I really do. I love my home. I love Los Angeles. And while it's great to vacation and travel, it is so goddamn hard to be in the same hotel room with your family. And when I say family, it's really just my husband and sometimes my kids, depending on the hotel. We were in like four or five different hotels on this trip. We flew out midnight on June 10th, June 11th. My 42nd birthday was June 11th. And I spent it on an airplane in complete darkness. See here, this is another thing. You know me. I love the sun. I love air. Um, I mean, I love light. I'm like very connected to uh, brightness and light. And I spent my birthday on a plane ride 
And because of the time change going to Israel, I woke up on June 11th and I had four hours awake time until June 11th was over. So I had four hours of my birthday and it was all in the dark because we left at midnight. And by the time we woke up on the plane, like, you know, it was a red eye basically. By the time we woke up, we still had about five or six more hours on the flight and it was already nighttime. Like wherever we were flying, I never saw light on my birthday. That sucked. That sucked. Yes, I'm back, Ember. Welcome everyone. Okay. So I... I hated that. I hated that. Um, and then we got, and we were so tired. We got into Israel. And yes, we spent, like, there was no downtime. We spent a couple days in Tel Aviv, which is like the most fun. Hey, Marianne, the most fun um, town, in, like in my opinion, in Israel. Like it's it's got everything. It's got the beach. If you, the closest I can think about it is as if you can imagine, like there's a big city, like a New York city, or even um, like, I guess like Waikiki, like Honolulu, where it's like a big city and you have buildings and restaurants and bars and shopping, but there's also an amazing beach and that's Tel Aviv. So we spent a day there. Then we went to Jerusalem and we celebrated my nephew's bar mitzvah. Thank you. Yes. Tap, tap, tap. And then we went to, um, the Dead Sea, which is in the southern part of Israel. And you can drive everywhere. We had a like a shuttle. You can drive so you can see it all. Israel is a very, very small country. And, um, and so it was easy to see it all, but it was a lot. And so within the first 10 days of this trip, we had moved hotel rooms four times because we were going to different cities. That, my friends, is not uh, something that we can take lightly. I never want to live out of a suitcase again. In fact, I look at people who are on these like nomadic vacations. We're all on TikTok, right? So like you see these people that live this van life with their families, like this RV life. I could not think of anything more torturous, more horrible, more like hell to the no. Get me out of a moving vehicle with my family at all times. Get me out of small spaces with my family. Like just coming home yesterday and knowing that I had a bedroom that I could close and like my kids are downstairs and like in their rooms. I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. I don't have to hear the fighting. I don't have to deal with their shite all over my bathroom. I, you guys, three boys. I mean, my husband is trained, right? He's tra- Lance is trained not to pee all over the floor, but my kids, they pee everywhere, everywhere. I don't know. At what age do kids stop peeing all over the floor? And I feel like I was, I was in, I just was struggling, you guys. I really, I was towards the end of this trip. I was like, get me back home. But we did 10 days in Israel, which was amazing. Got to see my grandma, 97 years old. All of this is on my Instagram, by the way. For those of you that follow me on Instagram at This Is Donna Bowling, I've saved them as highlights, Israel and Greece. So we did 10 days in Israel. It was awesome. And then we went over to Greece, which is a two-hour flight from Israel. We spent the majority of time in Athens and like the surrounding area of Athens, the beach and stuff, loved, loved Greece. And then we spent one night in an island called Hydra, H-Y-D-R-A, which is a two-hour ferry from Greece. And it is so freaking, like, it's a dream. It's my dream location. You're right on the ocean, uh, right on the water. Is it an ocean? Like this part, I got confused. My husband like got really like annoyed with me because I know there's like a sea and an ocean and I was like, well, what's the difference? But, you know, I don't know geography. So I could have been in Istanbul for all I knew. I had no idea, right? No idea. So um, 
Oh, interesting. I'm getting a lot of techniques for how to get my boys not to pee outside of the toilet from um, TikTok. Hmm. Interesting. Um, I just think they're, they're lazy, honestly. I mean, they're 10 and eight years old and I think they're lazy. They get in there, especially in the middle of the night. They don't give a crap where they're going. They're not thinking about cleaning up. They're, they're immune to disgusting, right? Like boys are disgusting. Most are. And so they just like, they're immune to the fact that they need to be like clean and hygienic, right? And so, um, and so, okay. So Greece was my dream. This island, Hydra, is not talked about enough. Everyone talks about Mykonos. Everyone talks about Santorini. And to be fair, I've never been to either because we couldn't fit it in on this trip and I didn't want to add more flights to the trip. So we did Hydra. But I'm telling you, it is the most gorgeous, gorgeous little island. It's car-free. You can walk or take mules, you guys, like donkeys, through the big hills. There's all these stairs. You cannot understand how gorgeous Greece is. We did cliff jumping. Once again, go check out my Instagram highlights. You can see the entire trip. We had so much fun. I drank for 17 straight days. My liver is like, what the F? And when I say drink, it's not like I drank heavily, but I at least drank a glass of wine every single day because how can you not on vacation? I ate everything, but I also walked probably 15 to 20,000 steps a day because that's just how it works in Europe. And this morning in LA, I was like, I, I I'm going to become lazy again. Like we become so sedentary here in the States, right? There you're walking everywhere. You don't really get into cars unless you have to. It's amazing. It's amazing. So a couple things that happened. Well, I have to tell you, I got in a car accident, but no one else got in a car accident, just me. And this is how it worked, you guys. If only I had a camera. This was such a Donna moment. So we were in this like shuttle van, like a, a... This was just um, my family. So my husband, Dylan and Oliver, my boys, and then my mom and um, her best friend. Her best friend came with us to Greece, right? So she had someone to like hang out with. And my sister and her family went off to another island at this point. And so we're sitting in this van driving to the port to get onto the ferry to go to this island, right? (laughs) And I'm trying to explain this. So this is like a van. It's a van, but it's it's like set up so that two of the seats, the front row is facing the back. And then the middle row is facing the front. So it's almost like a limo. Like you're, you can look at some passengers and then there's a third row behind us. So I am sitting in the middle row facing forward on my own little chair. There's like a captain seat where you can walk through to the third row. And I don't have my seatbelt on. Seatbelt on. Okay. I don't have it on. I'm just going to admit it's not like a big rule in many other places other than America. And, you know, when you're in some sort of like a van situation, sometimes it doesn't feel like necessary. Mistake. Big mistake. Big mistake. So I'm sitting kind of like, how do I explain this? Like Dylan is facing us. That's my older son. And he's facing us, but he's on his iPad. Next to me is my mom and her best friend. So we're talking. I'm talking to my mom and my best friend. If you're watching on YouTube right now, you'll be able to see kind of how this is. So the chair is like this. Hold on. I'm going to do my reenactment. And I'm sitting kind of like this. There's not a high like arm. So I'm just kind of sitting sideways talking to them. Now, this is a Bravo reference here because at this point we're driving by the port and there's beautiful yachts. You guys, the yachts that you see are like the yachts from, I mean, it's below deck on crack. Okay. This is like 
the this is like P Diddy style yachts like like Tom Cruise is hanging out on these yachts Jeff Bezos like the most insane yachts you've ever seen off the coast of Greece right like that's where they go and um I saw that like Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell were somewhere off the coast of Greek Greece on a yacht like that's just where rich people vacation they go to Italy they go to Greece they go to France whatever so we're seeing all these gorgeous yachts and I'm talking to them and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's this show on Bravo called Below Deck. And what they do is, and I'm trying to explain to my mom and her best friend, also Israeli, no interest or care at all about reality TV, about the show Below Deck. And as I'm talking, the driver he doesn't even stop like suddenly. I think he just like stopped like at a stop sign, right? Like it wasn't an intense stop, but because of the way I was sitting and I wasn't holding on to anything and I was wearing, you know, pants, like kind of like workout pants that I guess had a little bit of like a, a slide on them. When I tell you, you guys, I'm a strong person. All right. Like I work out, my body got taken over and within like it felt like the slowest experience of my life. It felt like maybe a minute, but it was probably two seconds. I got flown from talking about like, oh, below deck and the yacht. All of a sudden, I was on the other side of the, the van in the front, like probably five feet away from me because there was like a space, turned around upside down with my back on the door and my legs up in the air. So I sat like this and I flew so far, so fast, upside down, and I got like wedged in between the seat and the van door. And I stood there. I mean, I laid there. (laughs) I wasn't standing anywhere. And this was the craziest part about it. My mom was frozen. She looked at me like this. Her best friend my husband, Lance, he says that he got up to try to help me. I don't remember any of that. I assume he he's not lying. Dylan, right next to me, mom, no one could move. They were in shock. The driver said, oh my goodness, in all of my, I'm a horrible Greek accent, 20 years of driving, I never saw something like this happen. I flew so fast and so like, quickly and so intensely into the other side of the car, upside down, like legs up, which I couldn't get up. The way I started to cry laughing, okay? Was I in pain? I did have like, I wonder if it's still there. Let's see. Let's see if I still have, I had a a bruise on my back. Hold on. Yeah, you can kind of see. I think there's like a scratch there. Hold on. I'm going to fully turn for you guys. I think there is still a scratch there. The way that my body felt after I, it was something had happened to me. I was crying hysterically laughing. Like, I, I don't know if I was actually crying or just laughing really hard, but in the sense that like my face was, I was dripping tears, dripping tears, but hysterically laughing. My gum flew out of my mouth laughing. I I, I couldn't like understand. My mom started holding her, her bladder. We were dying. We were dying. The driver looked at me. He's like, I, how? How? And the fact was, is that I got right back up and I was like, okay, good memory. Let's keep on going. It was such an experience, you guys. I am, okay, you guys are laughing with me. It was insane. I could not believe it happened to me. That's all I'm saying. Um, 
Other really fun things, we jumped off cliffs. I like dealt with my fear and jumped off like a crazy 10-foot, probably 15-foot cliff into the most gorgeous water. We took water taxis. We ate all the foods. We drank all the all the drinks. We drank mastica, which is like maybe I'll have some on, on one of the shows here. It's a, a Greek liqueur, and it's like a digestion. Yes, he hit the brakes. Oh, my gosh. Yes, he hit the brakes, but not hard. He was like, I hardly stopped. It was just something. Oh, and and the craziest part about it is when I fell, all I wanted to do was keep talking about the Bravo show. I was like, wait, I was in the middle of a story about yachts and Bravo. Ah, oh, you guys, it was so funny. Um, but anyway, the point is it was amazing. Now here is something interesting. I don't know if I just wasn't hanging out with the right crowd. I did not see one or hear one person talk about anything reality TV. It was not anywhere. Like as if our, yes, Gemini behavior, as if like Vanderpump Rules, Real Housewives, like it didn't exist, okay? Now, for those of you that are listening and watching, I do know I have some followers and listeners that are out of the country. I know this because one of the Facebook posts while I was gone talked about like, where are you guys from? This is on my Daily Dose of Donna Facebook group. Join, link is below. People said like, where are you guys from? And I saw people in Australia, New Zealand, and Africa, and this and this and that. So people must be watching these shows in Greece and Israel, right? No one talks about it. Never heard it, not once. It wasn't on the shows, on TV. It wasn't on the, like, in magazines that I, like, I didn't, it was as if it didn't exist. So I want to know if you guys are watching it out of the country, any of these, like, Bravo-type shows. I know Canada is big on it, but where, what about, like, in Europe? Here's another thing that I thought was interesting. The first time I was able to like actually talk about reality shows with anyone was on the flight back from Israel last night, like in the middle of the night, we took a red eye and the woman, the whole family, I had this amazing family, like this beautiful mother and um, her teenage daughters. And um, we did sit business class. This was an upgrade that I got. It was amazing. Honestly, for those 15 hour overnight flights, like I don't know how else I could do it because I'm such a bad sleeper on planes. But she and I were like, oh my gosh, we can't wait to get home to watch Real Housewives, to watch, I guess she watches Bachelor. I was talking about how I still hadn't seen the Vanderpump Rules extra scenes. I, I hadn't seen the Jersey um, third episode of the reunion. Thanks for the flower crown. I love that. Um, it's so funny. It's like people asked me when I was in Israel, especially like when I would see family or anyone, if I met like a waiter at a restaurant or in Greece, like, what do you do? And I would say, well, I... And the truth is I do a lot of things because, yes, I have this show, Daily Dose, and I have the podcast, and I love talking about it and doing this, and this has turned into a huge part of my career. But I also have clients. Like I'm a, I'm a strategist. I'm a brand strategist, a podcast producer. I'm, I'm starting a new client in July where I'm producing her podcast, and you're going to hear me on it. Um, so there's a lot of things I do. But I was talking about like, well, I talk about, you know, celeb gossip and reality shows, and they were like, huh? What? Okay. Like it, it was, it, it was, I felt kind of like an imposter talking about it in Israel and in, in Greece. But now that I'm back here in Los Angeles and America, you guys get me. I'm with my people and you guys are, you know, watching the show and listening. And I know that you guys get this and we can talk about some show, some, um, you know, hot topics of things that, you know, happened that I was, when I was gone. So 
here we are. Let's just cover a couple things that kind of jumped out at me in the last few days because I have to say I really went like radio silence in the last couple weeks, um, in the first couple weeks of the trip because we were all over the country and I just, I was so tired and just so busy. So I'm just going to wrap up with a bow Vanderpump rules and talk about the fact that yesterday they announced that there will be a spinoff. Okay. Vanderpump, we don't know what it's called, but it's probably some sort of Vanderpump Valley or something along those lines. And Jax Taylor and Brittany Cartwright and most likely Chris and Doty will be in it. And the contracts have not been signed, but it was on Deadline, which Deadline.com is the industry when I say in the industry, it's like the entertainment industry news, okay? So when I used to be a casting director, I spent the entire day on deadline. That's what, all we did. We always spent the days on deadline, checked in. You want to see the casting news. You want to see the production news. You want to see any behind the scenes news. It's a very, very reputable, real deal, like, news source for the entertainment industry. So if the article was on deadline, you know that it's true, even though they said the contracts were not signed yet. Um, but it's going to be, I imagine, a very, very um, big kind of exciting uh, thing for Bravo because how can they not? How can Bravo not in any way try to capitalize and um, expand on this Vanderpump universe. I mean, Vanderpump did something for Bravo that has never been done before. Never. The Jen Shahs of the world, the Erica Girardis, like all of the big, um, even like the Salahis. I don't know if you guys remember the Real Housewives of Washington when they, um, or DC, when they, you know, snuck into the White House and was on camera. Like all of that stuff, none of it touched what Vanderpump did in the sense of becoming this like worldwide, well, apparently not in Greece and Israel, but worldwide story. So of course they are going to, you know, take this and and run with it. So I'm curious from you guys, obviously we're all interested in the Vanderpump and the scandal of all of it all, but I'm very, very interested in knowing, and I asked on the Facebook group yesterday, what do you guys think about this, this idea of having a new show based on, you know, parents with young babies and um, I guess not babies necessarily, but young kids and their situation in terms of, um, you know, what they're going through in their lives. I, this is what I think. Okay. Finally, I find the article. I mean, it took 46 minutes while I was talking. I'm, I'm very able to multitask, I guess. But yes, it's. I think that at the end of the day, it will be interesting to see. But here's the thing. When you're a parent and you have very young kids, I don't know how much drama you want to really be involved in online. Now, Sheena and Lala are two moms of two young kids that are on and right in the middle of Vanderpump. But they're not carrying the show on their own. They're really able to be kind of almost like ensembles with the big drama. Like the big drama can happen with the Katie's and the Ariana's and the Sandoval's who aren't parents. And then they could just be like sounding boards. Like Sheena herself is not involved in major, major drama that she's doing, right? When you're a parent, you have to be a little bit more careful. However, that being said, Look at every single Real Housewives of of anything or look at Kim and Croy or look at any of these crazy people that are willing to put their whole families and then act a fool on camera. So I guess you could do that too. I was 
I would think that Jax and Brittany seem like really good parents from what I watch and listen to. I imagine that they wouldn't want to become like involved in crazy, you know, drama, but a paycheck is a paycheck and I would take a paycheck. Although I don't know about a reality TV show paycheck, but I would take a paycheck um, no matter how, you know, much as possible. So we, this is what we do, right? But people want to get paid and especially these people like Jax Taylor's career took a nosedive when Vanderpump ended. And now he he has, he and Brittany have this like resurgence, right? They had the Peacock after show or the Peacock live watching. They have their podcast, which does very well. And they're getting all these like sponsored ads and whatever. I'm sure they're doing fine and happy to be involved with this. I want to see Stassi and, and, um, and Bo. I want to see Stassi and Bo because Stassi and Bo to me are so watchable. They're so beautiful. They're adorable family. Um, but I don't know if Stassi was a guest host on The Toast, which is a daily um, like millennial podcast. They say like, good good morning, millennials. That's why I said millennials. And I love it. I listen to it as much as possible, although I have my thoughts, but I love it. And Stassi was a guest host last week and she talked about a little bit about the drama with the Britney and Jax and what happened. And so just to kind of give you guys a little background in case you don't know, I'm sure you know, Jax and Britney and Stassi and Bo were very close and they had their babies at the same time. And when Stassi and Bo planned their Italy wedding a year or two ago, I think it was two years ago, it was right in the height of COVID and all that. And they kept being very clear to Jax, get your son a passport, make sure you get your son the passport, et cetera, et cetera. And apparently last minute, literally they were about to fly to Italy and they get a, a text or a call from Jackson, Brittany saying, we're not making it to the wedding. And they were pissed because understandably, or like Tamara says, they were pissed because it's a lot of money that you spend per seat and they probably had to eliminate other people for Jackson, Brittany, and it just is effed up. And I would be very frustrated with friends of mine as well. So I feel like this would be a great opportunity to like the first season deal with, you know, getting them back together as friends. But I'd be interested to know if Stassi needs to do that. Stassi has an amazing brand of her own. She has this tour that she went and sold out left and right. I imagine she made good money from that. She has a podcast that does well. She has multiple podcasts, I think, that do well. Um, I think that they could probably do well doing other things. So we'll see what happens. Do I care to watch Chris and Dodie? No, not at all. Absolutely not. No interest whatsoever. But I will definitely be giving this a shot, right? Okay. I'm not going to get into Real Houses of New Jersey because I feel like we're over it. It's going to still be going on. So much talk still about like the Louis and the Teresa. You guys, I've, I'm, I'm up to here with it, right? It aired already a couple weeks ago. Let's move on. Um, okay, let me see. So did they release the cast? I'm getting the question. Oh, no, they have not released the cast. They are just saying we deals are not completely done. We understand it will be an eight-episode series for Vanderpump Rules. Um, so this will be one of those things like the Jackson Britney take on Kentucky or whatever, get married in Kentucky or whatever the hell that show is. And we'll see what happens with it. I don't know if anyone really knows for sure uh, what's going to happen, but I guess it depends on ratings. The truth is, are people interested in these people because of Scandal or are they interested or, or are they interested in these people because of the people? That's to be seen, right? To be determined. Um, okay. Real Houses of OC. 
In full disclosure, I've only been able to watch episodes one and two, and I started episode three last night and passed out because I couldn't function. I was so tired with jet lag. Um, But it looks pretty good. Are you guys liking it? Tell me in the comments right now if you guys are into Real Houses of OC. I have to take a sip of water. Mm. And spill on myself. So I'm only human. Um, But I really, really, really uh, am interested in seeing the show. I'm curious to see what happens. You know, Emily Simpson from Real Real Housewives of OC. Do you know I have a hard time saying Real Housewives? I'm not joking. You know how sometimes you have like a hard time saying certain things? I'm going to just start, okay? I'm going to just say it right now. Real housewives. Saying it slowly, I can do it. Real housewives. But if I'm talking really fast, Emily from Real Housewives, I say housewives. I have to do some speech therapy for this show, I think. Methinks I need to invest in some speech therapy. Emily was on Jeff Lewis Live. And as you know, I'm a chump. I love Jeff Lewis and I love the show. And she looks phenomenal. Skinny, skinny, mini. She's beautiful. And then I watched the episode last night, which was when she shot it last summer. And she is quite, like, quite obviously much heavier in the show. She said she was the heaviest she ever was when she was shooting this last season. She said she went on Ozempic for one month in December as a kickstart. I love her honesty. I am so down for the honesty. Whatever we think about whether or not you should take it, I just would like the honesty. I love that she said, yes, I was on it for one month and it was a great kickstart. She also said that she got breast reduction and she got liposuction in her arms. And I'm going to be 100% frank and honest with you guys. I want liposuction in my arms. Now, I know that you guys are going to say, oh, Donna, you don't need it and you don't – you know how everyone has their one thing about their body that they always wish looked different? I like my body. I feel healthy and I feel good and I – whatever. In pictures, I struggle heavily with my arms. In the mirror, I struggle heavily with my arms. Now, the more I work out, the more toned and strengthened they are, but they still, to me, like when I'm like this, look at this. They're very wide. That's like my whole hand. I would love a skinny arm. This was always something that I struggled with. So when she said that, that this was ever since she was a kid, she struggled with her arms. I seriously understood this. And then I thought to myself, maybe I should check it out. But I hear liposuction is very painful. So I don't know if this is something that I should go down the the the, tra- the uh, track of. So anyway, I like Emily. I like her. Um, Gina is still very annoying to me, but I'm sure she's great and fine. The new Jennifer, what do we think about her? I think she's a little bit more interesting than the last Jennifer, that's for sure. Um, and Tamara and Shannon, okay, fine. Let's let's see what happens. Heather Dubrow is like nails on a chalkboard to me. I really struggle watching her. I feel like all I see is fake. Um, I see an actress. I see someone that's trying to pretend to have this like, this kind of vibe. And I don't know. And that's what I see, but we'll see. Now, Tamara is someone that I consider an online friend. We follow each other on social. I love her. I think she's adorable. And you know that I am real life friends with Teddy. Okay. Teddy Mellencamp. So obviously I am team Tamara. I also think she's a great reality star. I don't think she's always done great in life. Like I think she always like has her ups and downs, but I like Tamara. And she also sent me Venus CBD, et cetera. She did the show uh, in the last day. Like I remember waking up, I think on my flight 
or early in the morning one day I looked on my phone and I saw like a clip from them, you know, getting ready for this Trace Amigas, Trace Amigos, uh, Trace Amigas? It should be Trace Amigas, right? Um, performance at the Improv or somewhere down in Orange County. It's her and Shannon and Vicky who all look amazing, by the way. What the F? Like, they all look so good. I mean, Tamara, we know, has worked out, and she's like, she looks amazing. Um, Shannon, all we know about Shannon is that she has been working out. We do know that. She goes to the gym all the time. She looks phenomenal. Um, maybe they're using Ozempic. Who knows? Vicky also looks really good for Vicky. Maybe they're all on Ozempic. I don't know. I don't think Tamara is. I think Tamara's always had a really snatched body. Um, but the point is, a lot of you guys think Ozempic. Hey, Celeb Fail, welcome. Um, I I don't know, whatever. So that's besides the point. Love them. This was, I think it was one of those things, like you had to be there to see like the enjoyment, but that like 30 second clip of them singing like, shake the bar, like pour some tequila on me. Like, <laughs> I was like, wow, okay. But if they performed closer here in LA, I would go. Now, did you guys hear that Vicky Gunvalson banned Teddy Mellencamp from being able to go and see the show to support her bestie. I could not believe that. Number one, I can't believe the freaking balls on that Vicky Gumbelson. I don't care if you don't like her. She is your co-host or like co-stars, co-host on this podcast. Can you imagine that she told her, you can't go? Or she told Tamara, Teddy's not allowed to go. And Teddy was honest, like, I would be there, but I'm not allowed to be there. And Tamara must be scared of Vicky because Tamara didn't say, like, that's bullshit and you're not allowed to do that for the podcast. I want her there. I thought that was a little bit insane. I felt bad for Teddy. Like, Teddy gets so much hate online. I've never seen anything like it. And I understand we've talked about this before. I just don't under, I understand why you didn't like her as a housewife. I don't understand why people hate her so much. I don't, I really don't. That's just my thought. Okay. So, um, oh my gosh, there's a lot of conversation about Ozempic in my, uh, in my TikTok live. I have two friends right now who are on Ozempic or they're on, maybe they're on Ozempic or it's Manjaro or one of them. I think they're Ozempic and they both have lost a phenomenal amount of, of weight. So um, yeah, a lot of people, but yes. Okay. So be honest. And I love this. A lot of people in the comments say Teddy bugs them and they don't know why, but she just does. Um, I think some people just have that personality that just like irks people. Right. I hope I don't have that. Oh, I'm sure I do actually. Now that I think about it, I know I do. I get a lot of comments saying you're annoying. So there you go. The best is I have these Instagram reels that I did like during the Evander Pump, like a heyday, right? So like a month ago when everyone was talking about, um, you know, uh, Vanderpump and these reels keep getting in the circulation because they've gone a little viral and I'll get a comment. Like I got a comment yesterday on one of these reels that I did four weeks ago saying, oh my God, can you get over it? We're all done with Vanderpump. And I'm like, look at the date. Like I did this in May. <laughs> so annoying. Um, okay. So I will continue to watch Real Housewives. Obviously, any other New York is coming up in July. Like there's some good stuff coming out. Will we watch the crappy lake show or whatever it's called with Sonia Morgan and Luann? 
I am on the fence about that one. I want to know from you guys. A couple people that I hate this week, and I can say this out loud, Roseanne Barr, you're on my shit list. Roseanne Barr, having just returned from Israel, having just talked all about the Holocaust with many people in Israel and having Holocaust survivors and, you know, uh, people who have perished in the Holocaust in my family, who I've spoken to, the survivors, my grandfather and grandmother both had tattoos. Let's be honest. Anyone that will even joke about a Holocaust denial can go eat shit. Okay. I don't care if it's sarcastic. I don't care if it's like, oh, trying to be funny. F you. I am always going to be on team, you know, um, being proud to be Jewish. And if you don't like uh, the history of Israel or Judaism or anything, I'm not saying you have to subscribe to it, but please do not deny the Holocaust. And the fact that she can get away with joking about this disgusting, like burn in hell. Sorry. Sorry. Disgusting. Disgusting. It's like you don't joke about 9-11, people that died in 9-11. You don't joke about these things. I hate you, Roseanne Barr. And I'm saying it out loud, okay? Kiss my ass. Um, let's talk about Jada Pinkett Smith. I saw an article that she brought psychedelics and um, she also, she brought psychedelics and introduced them to her family, okay? So, I've taken, I've microdosed on mushrooms, okay? I have never taken like a big ass stem from mushroom and like, no. But like a microdose pill of ground up mushroom powder, I took one time, I laughed my ass off and I thought it was fun. That was it. I didn't have any like crazy, um, you know, uh, clarification. I've seen a lot of shows and documentaries on hallucinogenics and how they help you, the ayahuascas, the acids, the LSD, the this and that. I am not against it. I just think it's weird if my mom pulled out mushrooms and like was like, hey fam, let's just like hang with mushrooms. Find that weird. Now I do see a comment saying justice for Will Smith. I can't subscribe to that either. I have to be honest. When he punched or slapped Chris Rock, it triggered something in me that like brought me to, it's that feeling of being bullied and publicly, right? We've talked about this already in the show many times, not, not down. Anything he did and will do after that, I'm not team Will Smith. I just can't. I just can't. I think his ego is too big. He's not willing to take full responsibility. I think it's not a fan, not a fan of the Pinkett Smiths. Mm-mm, just saying. Now, I've worked with little um, Jaden, right? When I used to be a casting director in that Disney Channel time, he used to – I actually have a picture of him, um, of he and I, me and uh, Jaden and a couple other people from our show Sweet Life on Deck when we were casting that back in the day. Um, sweet kid. Then, I don't know anything about him here. Not a fan. Not a fan of that family. Um, and I just think it's like it's like clickbaity, Right? Now, I do see Celeb Fail is here. And those of you guys know, uh, this is an Instagram, I mean, sorry, a TikTok account that really likes to kind of expose some lies about uh, Bethany Frankel specifically, things that she does to uh, maybe necessarily, like she 
will change her story or she'll say, you know, I've never had plastic surgery. And then all of a sudden says she has had plastic surgery or has said, I don't drink anymore. I don't drink hard liquor. And then says, I drink cocktails and et cetera, et cetera. And it's just like one thing after another. There's a lot of stories there. While I was gone, I did see a clip when she was on the Today Show and she had this like outfit issue. Oh, whoops, forgot my outfit. And I guess the only thing I can wear in this entire studio is a bathing suit. Awesome. Um, It felt very contrived, the whole thing. The Bryn, when she had her little 13-year-old, it was the most uncomfortable, cringeworthy, secondhand embarrassment moment when Bryn was on the Today Show and looking so like deer in headlights. (laughs) Hi. Why? Why'd they do that? Was that Bethany's choice to bring her daughter out on stage and like ask her questions? Was that like a Hoda decision? Was it a Today Show decision? Or was that a Bryn decision? Did Bryn want to do that? I, I I don't get it. Oh, wow. The swimsuit was made for Dylan Dreyer for the 2015 Olympics broadcast. So why the heck was Bethany wearing it? I'm so confused. Why am I? Okay. So a good comment. Why, don't, why am I hating on Bethany? Am I jealous? Oh, gosh. Okay. So number one, I am really trying not to hate on Bethany, but I like to talk about you know, things that I see online. And I've talked about this many times in the past. I used to be one of the biggest Bethany fans out there. When I tell you I wanted to be a Bethany Frankel type of personality like 10 years ago, I was obsessed. And when she came out with her first podcast, no, not the podcast, when she had like an Aunt serious radio show, remember she was on Radio Andy for a quick second? I loved it. Like I am all about Bethany. I watched all her shows, like obsessed, right? But the TikTok era of Bethany has, has turned me heavily, right? And I have struggled to really get on board. Now, there are certain things that she does that I still find entertaining, which is why we still talk about her. And that's, I think at the end of the day is why she does what she does. She wants to be um, talked about, right? But she is the kind of person that I imagine, and this is not with personal references or whatever, but just seeing like the Sarah Jessica Parker reference to Bethany on just like that, this last episode or two, um, when just hearing what all her former girlfriends have said about her, the Carol Radzawills, I've heard about what former um, employees of her have said about her or people that have met her on sets or stages. I, I personally don't believe that she in her heart is like a kind human being. I think she struggles very heavily with being kind to others. And I think she likes to tear others down. Um, And so, yes, if you love her, I love you for loving her. I have no hate for her, but she has turned, she has created a little bit of a struggle for me to really get behind because I think that she is, she tears other people down heavily. And when she did the uh, cease and desist on TikTok for like small creators like Meredith Lynch, who are amazing, that was a big turnoff for me. I don't like people that like to tear others down. Now, what I'm doing is not trying to tear her down. I understand that it may sound like hypocritical. I'm just sharing that I thought it was super cringeworthy, that entire Today Show experience with her daughter. I thought it was very awkward. I didn't like, and then she was like, my mom is crazy. Like it was, it's, she's strict and like crazy. It felt really, really uncomfortable to watch. Right. Um, but maybe I'm alone. Maybe you guys all love Bethany. And also like, I was the girl that was honest 10 years ago when I was like, I can't stand Anne Hathaway. 
You remember those days when Anne Hathaway, like when she got her Oscar, like those days, right? Where everything she did just felt so cringe. There's people that love those people and then there's people that don't. And there's not a lot of people in between, okay? Now, that being said, I definitely appreciate anyone that supports these people. I don't give a crap. As long as you're not Roseanne Barr, as long as you're not a disgusting human being like Kanye West or Roseanne Barr or someone that wants to tear down complete race races or, um, you know, uh, minorities or, or people that don't support gay people or people that are disgusting human beings, then, then I am pro you supporting them. Right. But I do believe that, you know, you don't have to love everyone. That's just the story, right? You don't have to love everyone. That's the point of entertainment. If we loved everyone, it would be boring AF. That's all I'm saying. So, okay, you guys, this was a long episode, uh, 45 minutes almost. I love you guys. Thank you so much for being here. As always, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Let's grow my YouTube. Let's take it up a notch. I hit 5,000 subscribers while I... Uh, on my trip, right? While I was on my trip. And I am so, so, so grateful for all of you guys. Thank you so much. Make sure to come and join the Facebook group, Daily Dose of Donna. Follow me over on Instagram and TikTok. Make sure to tell all your friends about Daily Dose of Donna. And um, I will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. You know you Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC member SIPC.